Google is back at it again. A few weeks ago, the company surprised everyone by announcing its own processor for the upcoming Pixel 6 and 6 Pro phones. And this week, Google made yet another surprise announcement by starting pre-orders for the Pixel 5a with 5G. I'm Jason Cipriani with co-host Jason Perlow, and on this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to talk about Google's new $450 smartphone. All right, Perlow, I know you just sold your Pixel 5 after Mm -hmm. Google announced the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, so you're getting ready for that. Now that there's a 5A, any temptation just to get the 5A instead? No. Uh, I mean, in ter- I mean, what I do find interesting is that you know, uh, Google managed in terms of things that they shave off these products to make them cheaper. They don't shave off a lot. There's not a tremendous difference between the Pixel Five and the Five A. I mean, I mean, we'll talk about the screen technology and maybe a little bit of the the, the size difference, but for, but at, from, at a guts level, they're almost exactly the same phone. Yeah, you know? no. At a guts level, there's only one difference, and that's the RAM. It's the same processor. Actually, there's two. It's the RAM. It's so the memory. You go from eight gigs in the Pixel Five to six in the Pixel Five A, and then you lose millimeter wave five G technology right. in the Five A, which the Pixel Five has. So those are the two internal differences between the devices, and there's there's some others as well um, externally that we'll go over here in a minute. But yeah, they. Really, there's not a whole lot they did to cut costs to drop this phone down to its $450 price point, which I think deserves some you know, conversation on its own. And just in the fact that we have a $450 Pixel phone, which is $50 cheaper than the 4A 5G was yes. that was released you know, just eight months ago. Uh, so this is, it's an interesting price point to hit for $450 for an Android phone that has... Old but exceptional cameras, 5G, good performance, not fantastic performance, but good performance. It's not, you know, it it works just fine. I think that price point is really interesting, especially when you compare it to Apple's lineup, which spans $400 to $1,200. Yeah, I mean, I would still say about Apple's $450, $500 phone is still a better value than this phone. Um, And I would say, you know, Samsung's A55, which... I would say computationally is probably about the same power as this phone is considered is a lot less. Um, but again, you know, we're getting to the point where we can probably start squeezing the 5G phones, the basic level 5G phones into the, the sub $400 price point. I mean, we're getting that we're certainly got there getting there into that space. Obviously, you're paying more for the the pixelness, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and with with Google. Um, but this is probably what pixel phones should cost. You know, um, and and frankly, frankly, the, the the millimeter wave. Hey, I don't think I've used millimeter wave once in my iPhone 12 Pro Max. I mean, I've, I use <laughs> sub six all the time because we have sub six coverage. But I couldn't tell you where a millimeter wave transmitter is any you know, within 50 miles of my house. Maybe there's one in the corner of Miami someplace. I have no idea. Yeah. So for listeners who aren't aware what the difference between sub six and millimeter wave is, uh, millimeter wave is what the carriers spend most of their time advertising. It's where you're hitting one gigabit per second or more in some cases. uh, And it has practically no latency. It's really, really fast. And it's it's the future vision of what 5G is supposed to be, whereas sub six is a slightly faster, at times eh, mid-range faster uh, than your 4G LTE connection. But the 
the real benefit there is the network doesn't get overloaded as right. easy and latency is lower as well. So there is a benefit. Uh, for me personally, I've used millimeter wave once. I had to drive two hours right. to park in a parking lot across the street from a Wendy's and where a very tall uh, hotel was. And I could, I, I did hit 1.2 gigs down and like 45 up. It was ridiculous. The going up was nothing. The upload link was nothing. It was on Verizon uh, when the iPhone 12 first launched. Since then, I have yet to see millimeter wave hit my phone again, even when I've been, I drove from Pueblo to Denver here in Colorado. That's where I had to go. Uh, but in, in researching the Pixel 5a, which by the way, I have, and I have been using for over a week now, um, I was seeing where the closest millimeter wave coverage was with Verizon. And now Colorado Springs, which is in between the two cities, has it. And it seems to be expanding, which is good, but I'm not heartbroken that the Pixel 5a doesn't have millimeter wave at all. I, I agree with you, Perlo. It's it's one of those things, as long as it has sub six, which is you know still a little bit faster than LTE, but should have better network performance overall, I'm okay with that on a budget phone. Now, if this is the six and six pro and it launches without millimeter wave. Oh, I would be annoyed. Yeah. Which we're expecting to be a lot more yeah. expensive. Uh, then we're going to have some issues. So um, go ahead, Perlo. Now, you know, so like, you know, I, I think the whole, you know, 5G rollout thing has been, uh, to a certain extent, it's been overhyped, right? I mean, I still, you know, use a phone. Uh, I have a, I have a, an Oppo here that that it is a 5G phone, but I don't have 5G access on it. And you know, when I do benchmark testings of if I'm in a 4G slash 5G coverage area that's strong, and I and I've done download tests on both. I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes I can peak on on the iPhone at you know 200 megabits plus per second, whereas maybe I'm getting you know 50, 60, 70, 80 megabits per second on on LTE. But the reality is, is you know the 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 um the networks are not necessarily optimized to necessarily push, uh, you know, I mean, just because your connection is 300 megabits per second, you're not necessarily getting 300 megabits per second, uh, you know, downloads end to end from site to site, you know, right. and, and, and quite frankly, you know, the type of videos and things that you're pulling down uh, are not taking advantage of that much higher bandwidth, right? So, I mean, really, it's, 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 it's a connectivity reliability issue, right? I have not. I had not seen. I think. I think when you start seeing congestion take place, when you start seeing large crowds of people trying to access the same tower at once, that's where I think five G. You really start seeing uh, the benefits, right? Its ability to yeah. to to multitask, to to multiplex thousands of thousands of connections at once, as, as opposed to you needing to hop to a different cell or something. I mean, I think that's where we're going to start seeing that. That always on connectivity, the more you know, the more devices with five G transceivers put in them, um, you know, things like drones and stuff like that, where 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 we didn't have that level of you know always on connectivity before, uh, we'll start to see. Um, I, I think in terms of yeah price point, I think if you are an Android developer, this is the phone to get. Probably, if you if you don't care about those, if you're not going to be, it's, if it's not going to be your carry everyday cell phone, right? That you want all the high end features in. If you're if you're not like a high end photographer type, you know, and looking to to uh, you know to do high end computational photography type things, um, I would say that this is the Android 12 developer phone that you want. 
you know? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So um, what Google told me about their Pixel lineup, which I think is worth talking about going forward, at least until the 6 and 6 Pro are, are released, is that the Pixel 4a with 5G and the Pixel 5, which up until uh, this week have mm-hmm. been their Pixel lineup, will continue to be sold. Although I will note they are currently sold out on Google's store which they were before they told me this. So I don't know if they expect another shipment to come in. But basically what they told me is they are going to sell through the 5 and the 4A with 5G until they run out of inventory, which they expect to happen in the next several weeks. Yep. The Pixel 5A launches on August 26th. So it's available for pre-order now. It will arrive on August 26th. So the way they worded it, I took it as by the 26th, they're no longer gonna be available. Now, you may be able to still find both phones. Pixel 5 is $699. The Pixel 4a 5G is $499. So both of them are more expensive than this phone, the 5a. Excuse me. Uh, You may be able to still find those phones in a retail store or a carrier partner store. However, they're effectively discontinued. They're no longer going to be sold. So the 5A with 5G is going to be the only option for Pixel devices until presumably October when the 6 and 6 Pro make their debut. Uh, So yeah, to your point, if if you're a developer who's just starting, wants to get started and testing for Android 12, which we should see the release candidate build any day now, followed by an official launch uh, shortly after that, uh, Pixel 5a uh, is the only choice, really. And if you go down the spec sheet, uh, comparing all three models, it, it should be the only choice anyways, because this phone, like we talked about, shares a lot of the same similarities. Uh, battery life is tremendous on the 5a 5G. Yep. I, I could go about 36 hours before in between charges, um, and that was with using it as a normal phone. And the reason for that is... This is, and someone can double check me on this, I believe it's the biggest battery Google has ever put in a Pixel phone. It's 4,680 milliamp hours. Compare that to the Pixel 5, which had 4,080 milliamp hours, and the Pixel 4a with 5G that had 3,140 milliamp hours. Like that, that it's actually, also that's the, that's the this, standard but, this particular point. Snapdragon, which is the, what is it, the 7, whatever the heck it is. The 765G is a fully integrated SOC with everything on it. Now, we talked about SOCs earlier uh, in a different show, but it has a system on a chip, meaning it has all the components needed to run a compute system uh, and a mobile device unit. That in, in this case, the 5G transmitter is also on chip with, 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 with the 765. It was designed for a small mid-range uh 5G smartphones. So the the full transceiver stack is on the chip, along with the RAM, along with the cores, along the graphics processor, along the bus control. All all the stuff you need is on that one chip. You know, if you were to open up the thing and take a look at the main board, basically there'd be one chip and very few support chips. Uh, they, uh, Qualcomm also has they sell a um, a baseband processor, the X60 whatever. Specifically for 5G phones that you know run on uh, run off of its its triple eight platform, and also I believe um, Apple uses uh, that that baseband processor uh, in addition to its own uh, Apple Silicon chip uh, to run specific 5G tasks. But in this case, on this chip, everything 5G is on the main processor. It's a very efficient uh, yeah. you know uh, 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 chip for for this type of of application. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Pixel 5a's design is identical to the Pixel 5 4a, 4a 5G uh, in that it has a rear fingerprint sensor. However, it is bigger and to my eye, in comparing it directly to the 4a 5G, is slightly thicker and a little bit heavier. And I'm pretty sure that's due to the additional size of the battery. The battery in the 4a 5G was 3,800 milliamp hours. So you're, you're getting quite a huge jump here. In addition to the chip optimization you were just talking about, Prillo, uh, and battery size, which is what leads to the prolonged battery life. Uh, to get specific, as a 6.3 inch full HD plus OLED display, which is bigger than the yeah, six inch display on the Pixel 5 or the 6.2 inch display on the Pixel 4a with 5G. Outside of that stuff uh, and the addition of a 3.5 millimeter audio jack, as well as the addition of a 16 megapixel ultra wide camera compared to the Pixel 4a 5G, this is the same phone. So basically, they combined the best parts of the more expensive 5 right. and 4A with 5G and also added in water resistance at IP67, which is the first time an A-series device of Google's gets such a thing and removed wireless charging, which is a bit of a bummer. I won't lie. I enjoy wireless charging. I use it pretty much exclusively to charge all of my devices. Uh, but... At the same time, you have to cut some costs, and if they're going to cut some, wireless charging is one I'm okay with losing instead of a really bad battery or uh, a really crappy display, which the display on this one was just fine. It didn't have the faster refresh rate like the Pixel 5, but you know that wasn't a make-or-break deal for me. Now, what I do notice is what they announced this week. Now, did this machine, did this device come with a, uh, a charger? It did. It did. It did. So this yeah. and, it, and as as we understand, it is the last Google Pixel to come with a charger, right? Yeah, they did mention this week, and I don't remember where they mentioned it. Some executive, maybe it was on Twitter or somewhere else, uh, told an Android publication. Again, I'm forgetting which one uh, that the Pixel Six and Six Pro will not come with a charger in the box, mm -hmm. which is standard now for flagship smartphones, right? Apple kicked off the trend. Samsung has followed. And now we're seeing Google follow as well. I'm still torn on the practice. I get the environmental impact it has, but presumably, and we don't know this, presumably the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro will have, you know, faster charging. And so losing the power brick, if it's been a few years since you've upgraded your phone, you're going to have to buy an additional power brick in order to take advantage of faster charging. I don't know. Where are you at on it, Perlo? Did they say what wattage this thing was going to charge? Because we know the iPhone charges at about 18 watt on if you yeah, plug no, it in. They haven't announced that. They haven't said what the wattage pull on this phone is. Uh, and they shouldn't have said what the wattage pull on, on the 6 is. So uh, we don't know. We have to assume it's at least 12 to 15 or something like that or 18. Or, or something. Or, I mean, I would imagine, you know. Yeah. If it's used to be yeah. PD. Yeah. Well, so the Pixel 5a is 18 watts. So okay. you imagine the 6 and 6 Pro are going to be somewhere around there, right? Yeah. But if you if, if it's been a while, you're not going to buy a Pixel 5a right now and then turn around and buy a Pixel 6. No. So if it's been two or three years since you've upgraded, which is the normal amount of time people wait to upgrade their phones, you probably have a 5-watt charger you've been using this entire yep. time. And even if you're missing out on just 18-watt charging, that's a big difference in the charging speed of your device. And so I get, like I said, I get the environmental impact, but removing it as you, as the technology is leaping forward for your 
prime candidate of upgrading phones. I, I don't know. Although, you know, if, if it's reasonably priced, I guess it's not going to be a huge deal. Um, I guess maybe I should talk a little bit about my experience with the phone. Yeah, the, you, yeah I haven't it? touched it. You have. So you can tell me whether you like it or not. I mean. Yeah, I mean, basically, overall, it, it, it's it's the tried and true Pixel experience in that is it's more or less a pure version of Android, right? They have their own Pixel skin on top of it now, but you're getting all the Pixel features that Google has released over the last few years, like Pixel or Google Assistant and being able to uh, create reservations by having the phone call for you or the hold for me feature when you call customer care and you don't want to wait on hold. It'll actually, Google Assistant will wait on hold for you and let the person know when they finally answer, if you call, you know, like Comcast customer care and it's a half an hour wait, you don't have to sit there and hold the phone to your ear. Uh, Google Assistant will let the person know, hey, hold on, let me ring the phone and get the person back for you. So there's there's all those features. But as far as specifically to the 5A uh, with 5G, first couple of days, I'll be honest, performance was a little rough. Mm. There was some lagging. There was some... Uh, it just apps took a little bit longer to process some things and it wasn't across the board. It was sporadic, but it was very noticeable, but the longer I used it, the less that seemed to happen. And I don't think it was a case of just getting used to it. You know, me just getting used to no. a new device and, and how I think, um, there were no software updates. So this is, you know, still on Android 11. It, it's not current with August security. I think it just had to. I don't know. It, it was weird. Iron Well, the, it, you know, the current. Uh, so if you were using Android 11, I mean, Android 11 has some just in time compile technology that, you know, as you as you load an app for the first time and you start, it starts to cache certain things. It, it compiles on the fly certain things because, of course, we're dealing with with the with the Android uh, VM environment. Um, so it. it it, the the apps are compiled as, as you launch and use them, and then and and then the more the more often you use them, uh, the speedier they actually become. Uh, did you have a chance to load Android twelve on it, or did you only run the Android eleven release on this? Um, the, the Android twelve beta is not available for it yet. They oh, really? Added it oh, I didn't to know their, that. Their public beta program. Yeah, no, they they have specific builds for each device. And uh, since it was under embargo that entire time, they couldn't add it. I, I suspect they'll add it by the 26th when people right. actually start getting their hands on it. Uh, but yeah, no, there's no way to load 12 on it quite yet. I've been using 12 on the Pixel 5, which I have as well uh, from last year's review cycle. But uh, yeah, nope, can't do that quite yet. Hmm. Interesting. So let's yeah. talk... Let's talk distribution model for this. I think it's uh, an important topic for a phone like this. And it's kind of Google's same MO they've been following. And you and I have talked about it before that it needs to change. And and maybe it will with the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. But with the 5A, with 5G, what we have is you can buy it from the Google Store for $150. Or you can buy it through Project or Google Fi, Google's own carrier that uses... T-Mobile right. service, and you could make payments split up over 24 months uh, to spread out that $450 cost. And to be clear, there's no other model, right? There's no. you get one choice. You get 128 gigs of storage. It's 
barely black or mostly black. I forget the exact name of the color. It's almost a light gray and there's almost a greenish tint to it. Uh, to my eye, I don't know if other people see it, but it's that gray green looking black color. Uh, there's, there isn't an upgrade of storage. It's 128 gigs, $450. So you can't go to Best Buy and buy this as of right now. You can't buy it on Amazon. You can't go to a carrier store and buy it. You have to specifically know and hunt out this phone through Google's hardware store in order to buy it. I don't see them selling a whole lot of these with that same approach yet again. Well, you know, this is a company that has never had much market share to begin with. I mean, I think that, you know, what, the last time we looked at it was like 2% or less of, of, of global market share or, or, or like 2% in North America. Right. Global or, or 2% in North America. So, something ridiculously tiny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the, they've had attempts to push the Pixel line in at other carriers before. I mean, we, I guess to what we're really, when the rubber hits the road, we're really going to see what happens with Pixel 6 in terms of which carriers have made commitments. I don't, have, have any of the carriers made commitments to the Pixel 6 yet? Has anyone said that we're taking it yet? Verizon or no, AT&T? Google, no, Google's been really tight-lipped about anything outside of, hey, this phone exists and it's going to use Google Tensor as the processor and we've upgraded the cameras. I mean, they may let little things slip like the charger stuff we were just talking about a few minutes ago. But overall, no, they've been really tight-lipped about it and just... The, the, the carriers have... I mean, the carriers kind of got burned on Pixel Four. It was a lousy phone, and they dumped that stock really fast. Uh, you know, really fast um, after a couple of Great months, um, because nobody. It got such horrible reviews that that the uptake from consumers was lousy. Uh, I mean, I we saw AT and T, Verizon, and and T Mobile. I think that with the, those at, at that point, they had to they had launched on all the three major characters, didn't they? Not just two of them. It was it was it was it was. I don't recall specifically, but I think you're right. I think yeah. it had it had all carrier backing, and I, you know, everyone thought it was going to be huge, and then yeah. the phone was just a dud. Yeah, it was. It was finally, finally, the pixels on all the carriers, and then yeah, bleh. I still it have them like, here. Uh, you know, it's a it's a review review device from Google, and they have a two year review loan program, which is right. Ridiculous. I mean, if you want it back, take it back at a year or something. I don't know. But I still have it here, and I, I have not turned it on in a very long time. I really like the design and overall, but just for the price and performance, it was not a good phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe carriers are a little hesitant. Although, you know, there could be a lot of deals struck, you know, a lot of subsidization, subsidy deals with Google and carriers for them to carry the phone again, or, you know, the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think the 5A and 5, 5A with 5G, I'm going to quit saying that. I think the Pixel 5A, uh, it, I think it should have been in carrier stores. I think it should be in carrier stores. This is a, look, Google makes good phones, not counting the Pixel 4. <laughs> they make great, great phones and the experience is really good. Um, and I, I don't know. I think well, the, the, the A shelf, versions have always been good. The 3A was a great phone. The 4A was. Was, a, was a nice phone. And it sounds like the 5A. So it sounds like, like you know, if, if you're the person that wants to uh, what, wait until the bugs, you know, fall out of these things, uh, you know, go for the A version. You know, if you're willing to, to, uh, to, to give up on a couple of premium things. Right. Um, so, I mean, 
you know, I, I think in terms of value, it's 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 you're spending about half the price of 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 the the premium model. Um, yeah. And um, you know, it's got most of what you want. I mean, look, I got a friend that just wrecked one of her wrecked her phone in the last week. We were just talking about it. This is the the, the friend that was doing a wedding planning, and her Samsung. I don't know, got run over or something like that and smashed the screen and now it's not booting up right and she needs a new phone bad. And I tell her, if you can wait two weeks or a week and a half, uh, this is probably the phone for you uh, yeah. because it, 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 it has everything. It's a pure Google phone. You're, you, I mean, she's even a Linux user. Her husband's a, a, a Linux programmer. So like, you know, they, they, they don't want an iPhone in their house. Um, sure. I'm like, I'm like this, is, this is the phone. This is the one you want. You know, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I have no problems recommending the Pixel 5a to anyone, whether they broke their phone or they're just looking for an upgrade and don't want to spend a ton of money. You're getting a lot of phone for four hundred and fifty dollars. And that's just the bottom line. And it looks and again, my my thing with Pixel is, yes, it's plain vanilla, but you are also on Google's software update cycle as opposed to dealing with someone like Samsung who takes their sweet time. right? Right. Every year you're going to get the latest Android for like three years. You know, you know, right. And you get, I mean, Samsung does a good job with their monthly security updates, but Google pushes out their monthly security updates usually within the first five days of the month. And then any major updates, plus you get these pixel drops where they add a ton of new features to various apps that are exclusive. I forgot the pixel pixel drops. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Honestly, like, here's how I view. Google's Pixel lineup going forward. The 5 and 4A line are dropping off. Both 4A models done, right? So right now, we have the Pixel 5A, which is more or less equivalent to the iPhone SE, right? Same price range, has the latest hardware inside of it, uh, going to get continued software support for several, several years, maybe not as long as Apple does going forward. But now we have our bottom priced phone in the Pixel lineup at $450. The Pixel 6 will probably come in around $800, $700. And I'm expecting the 6 Pro to be the $1,000, $1,100 model. So now we have our iPhone SE, we have our iPhone 12, and we have our iPhone 12 Pro Max. Right, that that's they're going to go three phones for their lineup, which I think is perfect. It gives everyone an option within a certain budget and certain capabilities. There's going to be camera differences uh, between the six and six Pro, I would assume. Oh yeah. Um, and there's going to be you know other, other besides screen size, there'll be other small differences. That's just how Google has done it uh, in the past, and that's how Apple does it as well. So I fully see them trying to mimic. Apple's approach to smartphones going forward instead of just kind of throwing mud at the wall, which is what they've what what it's felt like they've done over the last few years with the release and regurgitating the same old design, which is what the 5A is. It's the same exact design they've used for the last few devices, especially with the 3A, 4A, and now the 5A. It's the same phone uh, design-wise. And so I think they're going to get into a strong cadence of releases time to major updates, just like Apple, right? They have, they're in complete control of their processor now and their internal hardware. So I think the next two or three years are gonna be huge for Google and Pixel lineup, and it's not gonna be as confusing. They're, they're, they're streamlining their line. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, this, is, this, this is, will be probably like the last one I would think with, with a Qualcomm processor, I think we'll probably see baby tensor 
you know, with 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 a six A, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But um, unless uh, unless we're talking seven cycle, you know, you know, but um, yeah, you know, I finally we're going to start seeing some uh, distinguishing features of this phone as opposed to it just being vanilla, right? I mean, I mean, this okay. is still this is still the vanilla phone. Okay, you know, I mean, I mean, I I don't look at the 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 feature set of this phone and say there's something out on this phone other than, you know, the, the pixelness of it being the distinguishing feature, right? You know, there's nothing, there's no hardware on this that that's saying, oh, wow, this is unique, you know, but that's, but yeah. that's, but that's what you expect from the lower level pixel phone, right? I mean, n- now we, we're going to see from the pixel six. Yeah. There's going to be something distinguishing stuff there. That's going to make it different from, from, from the rest of the crowd. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right, any closing thoughts, Perlo? No, uh, I'm not going to pick this one up, but I'm definitely going to be recommending it to a bunch of people that I know are in are in the upgrade cycle uh, and need new phones for sure. I mean, it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, I I agree with you 100. percent If someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I, I don't want to spend a ton on a new phone. What do you what do you recommend? Pixel 5a all day long, 450 bucks. You get a killer phone for it." Uh, I'm going to, I've actually already switched back my SIM card to the Pixel 5 only because it's running Android 12 right. and now that build's almost finalized. So I really want to get a good feel for what works, what doesn't, and you know, the little quirks and whatnot that are coming with Android 12. But, uh, I think when the beta launches on the 5A, I'll, I'll probably go back to that simply because I appreciate the little bit bigger screen, you know, the yep. 0.34 inch size difference and the battery life is is really really good so yeah 450 bucks i don't think you can really go wrong if you're an android mm-hmm. user or an iphone user who's wanting to switch to android and doesn't want to spend a ton of money so we'll we'll uh, we'll see what google does here with the 6 and 6 pro coming up probably in october that's their usual re- release cycle but until then the 5a is is a worthy uh and and very uh capable selection if if that's or option if that's what you want to go with agreed all right guys i hope you have a good day thanks for listening i'm jason cipriani and i'm jason perlo this is jason squared please check out more of our work at zdnet.com